0: Let's explore Impulsive Craving and five other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, Impulsive Craving. Impulse. The fourth of Buddhism's five aggregates is also known as craving, or obscuring emotions. It is the term we could use to describe the instinctual impulses of our brainstem, which, when encountering anything, any being, or any phenomena, is chiefly concerned with the six Fs, thus asking itself, do I fuck it? Do I feed upon it? Do I freeze before it? Do I fight it? Do I flee from it? Or do I faint before it? The essence of our brainstems' impulses is the duality of hope and fear, Greed and hate, avarice and aversion, pulling and pushing. Many spiritual folk fall into the trap of striving to push away from samsara while simultaneously pulling toward nirvana. This ironic use of the duality of pushing and pulling and the vain attempt to transcend pushing and pulling sounds a bit, quite a bit like fucking in the name of virginity. It could be far wiser to have the same response to everything, be it pain or pleasure, samsara or nirvana to passively notice it during each inhalation, and to relax as best we could during each exhalation of us letting go. Just as we can apply this universal panacea to all that is painful, plain, or pleasurable, we could also apply it socially to all those who hate us, To all those who are ambivalent toward us, and to all those who love us. An easy way to practice the self-liberation of impulse is to silently and mentally recite impulsive during the inhalation, and then silently and mentally recite yet empty during the exhalation as you relax as best you can. Or, when inhaling, silently and mentally recite, how relax into the awareness of this impulse. And then when exhaling, chant, O Mani Padme Hum, while relaxing as best you can. Today's second poem, Clinging. The eight functions of ordinary mind need need not be complicated. The first five could simply be our awareness of the five senses of sensation, taste, scent, sound, and sight. Our sixth sense could simply be the awareness of our emotions, intentions, calculations, recollections, and imaginings. The sixth sense could be further divided into the seventh consciousness, our instinctive, physical, and emotional impulses and cravings, as well as the eighth consciousness, our clinging or obsessive, intending, thinking, recalling, and imagining concerning our cravings. Others lump together our physical cravings and our mental clinging under the heading of the seventh consciousness and describe the remaining eighth consciousness as our inherent, factory-installed ability to apply Buddha's universal panacea of noticing and letting go. Because this is an ability that all healthy mammals are born with, it has been given the nicknames Nothing Special and Ordinary Mind. We are speaking of the part of our mind that has the capacity to practice mindfulness, passive, vulnerable, and non-conceptual, insight, relaxing, releasing, and flowing, as well as compassion-centered, spontaneous, and uncontrived. This is our Buddha nature, our enlightened potential. This is what the 19th century Tibetan saint, Zabotrur Rinpoche, meant when he taught your own mind, is the Buddha. May we no longer squander our lives, plotting and striving to better dance with avarice and aversion, but rather stop the music, sit down and enjoy the peace. An easy way to practice the self-liberation of consciousness is to silently and mentally recite obsessive during the inhalation, and then recite yet empty during the exhalation as you relax as best you can. Or, when inhaling, you could silently and mentally recite how relax into the awareness of this obsessiveness, and then when exhaling, you could chant O Mani Padme Hum, while relaxing as best you can. Today's third poem, Tread. Life's journey is brief. Come, let us tread with gentleness and love. Today's fourth poem, Unrealistic. If you're Roshi, or Bante, or Lama, tells you that you must meditate with single pointed concentration, or sit without a thought in your head, or any other unrealistic ideals that are impossible to attain and damaging to attempt, then run, don't walk, but run away. For that individual, well meaning, though they may be, is teaching you stuff that Buddha did not teach is teaching the opposite of what Buddha taught. Regardless of the beauty of their robes or the number of framed certificates hung upon their walls, that fellow's guidance will at best discourage you, and at worst and at worst serve to undermine your journey toward greater peace, love, and resourcefulness, no less enlightenment, as badly as Anakin seeking guidance from Palpatine. Today's fifth poem, Or Did I? Stepfather was displeased when I told him what time I had to leave for school. After accusing me of lying, he walked out of the house and claimed to have walked the four blocks to my high school. He returned home, telling me how long it took him, a mere fraction of the time I gave him. Liar, I bellowed, standing up, Flipping over the kitchen table in the process. You might have walked to the corner, across from the school, but you did not cross four lands of traffic. You did not walk through the foyer. You did not wade through the throng of students. You did not make your way to my locker. You did not trudge the distance to my class. You know not the respective locations you are a liar, you are a bully, you are a rapist, you are a fool, and I am glad that you will never ski again. And then finally, having over the many years of Stepfather's tyranny at last grown larger and stronger than he, fell upon his throat, ensuring that this was his last day upon the earth, indulging my inner Sith. But did I... Did I really do that? Did I really say that? Or did I just stand there, enduring yet more of his railing accusations and his blows to my head? Or did I just stand there, focusing all my resources, not upon verbal defense, nor upon physical defense, Against the petty tyrannies of Stepfather, but instead bringing all my resources to bear in opposition to the bloodlust of my inner Sith, laboring heroically to keep my inner Thanos from the lovers of my words and deeds. Today's sixth and final poem. Abundant. Be thou not surprised when social media trolls wax eloquent in their attacks upon you, for there is no shortage of human shitheadery. It is Earth's most abundant resource. let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements. So support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service to help others find us just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible, boring, or just out of reach, you are welcome to register for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.